This is Naomi Klein representing the Compass Office in Beverly Hills, and you're listening to the Real Talk Podcast. What up, everybody? This is Chef Jack Harris at the uh, Talk Team Podcast. This is Jade with the Jessica Northrup team from Denver, Colorado, and you are listening to the Real Talk Podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode of Real Talk with my friend Naomi Klein. Hello. Hello, thank you for having me. Just to give you a quick introduction, Naomi Klein, originally from Bakersfield, California, a big farm town. Uh, She now lives in LA. She's the founder of our Beverly Hills office at Compass, formerly known as Urban Compass. She has closed over $350 million worth of residential, multifamily, and investment properties with an impressive portfolio of clients in both LA and New York City. She has a very heavy focus in professional athletes and in entertainers, including athletes such as Mercedes Lewis, formerly a running back with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and now a running back with the Green Bay Packers, Juicy J, uh, an artist with the Three Six Mafia, Ricky Nolasco, formerly with the Dodgers and Angels, currently playing for the Arizona Diamondbacks, as well as Chad Godin, who won the World Series with the Yankees. Naomi was a collegiate athlete in soccer and tennis at Sacramento State, She started her residential career at the young age of five when she started answering phone calls from tenants for her family rental properties. At 19, she was given authority to lease and manage her grandfather's properties in Santa Monica. And at the age of 24, she got her license to begin her real estate career where she earned Rookie of the Year for most properties sold in her firm's top-ranked LA office. Please follow her at her Instagram, SundaysInTheCity underscore. Again, that's SundaysInTheCity underscore. It ends with the underscore. She's extremely active on her stories and her posts there, and you can find out more about her. So welcome, Naomi. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm excited about- to be here. Oh, yeah. So talk New York about- City, baby. I know. Welcome to New York. I'm really Thank happy you. that you're here. Thanks for taking your time. Speaking about your Instagram, do you have a photographer that follows you around 24-7? Because every photo of you is professionally staged. You have the perfect angles and the perfect lighting. I mean, how do you make your Instagram look so cool? That's a great question, and I'm actually asked that question probably every other day. Naomi, how many photographers? Do you have photographers walking around with you all day I mean, long? You got, you got a photo of you like wearing pajamas in bed. <laughs> Listen, every opportunity is an opportunity for the gram. We all know this at this point. So, uh, yes, to answer your question, I have a photographer, too, that follow me around all day long. No, I'm just kidding. But it's, it's all about batching, right? And it's all about an aesthetic that we need to have. So I did a lot of research on Instagram. Instagram, on social media, to see what the trends were well before I even started my page. So when I started my page, I had my direction, my aesthetic, and for me, I wanted to have professional shots. And to be honest, it helps because editing, that's where the magic is. A lot of brokers are probably curious. Do you schedule out two days out of the month to take a thousand photos? What do you, how do you manage your schedule like that? You're pretty accurate. I mean, a thousand photos, you can pull about three or four photos. So it it takes a long time. Then you need to get comfortable in front of the camera. As far as scheduling, I, at the beginning, I was doing it once a month where we had one day and we nailed it in four hours. And so it was just multiple wardrobe changes, different looks, different areas that I would scout out. And then the photographers were amazing. So shout out to Lynn and Stephanie, Ographer and Lynn. Oh, awesome. Yes. Do you have a specific concept in mind when taking photography when taking photos do you have a game plan that day of here's what why we're shooting in this location 
this is why I'm wearing this type of wardrobe and this is the message ultimately that I want to communicate with my followers. So I'm a huge one for studying and data. And so I'll study different accounts and I'll, I'll just kind of get a vibe for what I want to portray, what I think the audience would really like. Because the audience loves everything real estate. And at the end of the day, they want to know a little bit more about you and they want that million dollar listing feel with the properties. Yeah. So that's what I show them. I'm usually calling my photographer at midnight or texting in a panic saying, this is my idea, this is what I had, sending all the screenshots that I've screenshotted, how the hell are we going to swing it in two hours? But somehow we pull it off. And it's the can- sometimes the candid photos are the best shots. Yeah. So while we're on the topic of social media and Instagram, how important is it for you for your business? Uh, okay. So I think it's needed. 100% it's needed. I always say Instagram is like a website 2.0. Yes. So you need to have some type of communication between you and your potential buyer or seller. They want to know who you are by scanning your grid and just being able to look at a few pictures, maybe jump on stories to see if you connect and then see if they want to move further with a phone call, an interview. They want to see what your um, you know, past sales have been. They want to see how you sure. carry yourself so that when you're representing them, that's what they're getting. I like what you said earlier that it's an important tool and it's website 2.0. Some 2.0. people need it and then maybe another part of your clientele don't know, even know what it is or don't care. Exactly. Yes. And right. I've I've always sure, you know, your your higher ultra net worth, they're not really going to be perusing Instagram. <laughs> they're probably, you know, dealing with some pretty large deals right. uh, in a boardroom. But, right. uh, you know, for others, it's great. For first-time home buyers, it's great. It's overwhelming to buy a house or a condo. There are so many things that are involved with that. So as a first-time home buyer or someone that's newer that's looking to build your real estate portfolio, you want an advocate that's on your team, that's consistent, that you feel, that you vibe, that you trust. And I think that's what, you know, a website 2.0 or social media can do. What kind of advice can you give to, say, someone, a listener right now that wants to beef up their social media presence? I mean, there's a lot of brokers out there, and one of the conferences I went, Tom Ferry, that was basically 80% of the topic. How do you boost your social media presence? Absolutely. What what kind of advice can you give to someone that's trying to get into that field? So whether, I I started a program called Activate, which is, uh, it's just an accelerator because I feel that within six weeks, from start to six weeks, you should be at a different point in your career, whether you just started or you've been in the business for a long time. So being a real estate agent, being an entrepreneur, when it comes to, at the end of the day, social media is branding. A podcast is branding. Your Instagram TV is branding. And so what you want to do is you want to have a clear uh plan that you want to do and you want to be consistent. You want to be consistent with your aesthetic. You want to be consistent with your posts. You want to be able to engage with the audience and you you really need to interact with other accounts. It's really important. So it's just like in any type of business, there is a give and take, give and take. You're always commenting on my posts. Oh, I love I love <laughs> it. I'm like, I'm like, I need those talk those talk stories every day. So now I look forward, I'm like, ah, I haven't seen talk stories today. I need to go check it out. And you're always interactive. you're chopping wood and chopping uh, wood, you know always. doing seventeen thousand open houses <laughs> and taking the midtown ferry. Yeah. What is it? No, no it's uh, it's the East River Ferry. East River Ferry yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a good tour in New York good, through good. your Instagram. <laughs> good, I good. love it. 
Good. So switching gears a little bit to uh, your real estate career, since yes. you are a real estate podcast, you started at the age of 24. So you got your license. Basically, you were in real estate, but you got your license at 24 years old. What were some of your early struggles as a, it's not easy, 1099 independent contractor? Yes. So, you know, I never, uh, I've never had a salary, so I don't know what that's like. Sure. I hear it's really nice. I hear healthcare being paid by somebody else is even better. Sure. Uh, Company so, matched 401k. What, what is that? Health insurance. Wow. Okay. Yes. These are like the check boxes that I have never checked. <laughs> uh, so as far as starting out, you know, I was young. So when you're young, you're a little bit more fancy free. And, uh, I was very fortunate Within the first six months, I had already gotten Rookie of the Year for the most properties sold. So I, again, studying the market beforehand, my family had been in the real estate business as far as purchasing. I'm the only one that sold properties. And I purchased my own property, negotiated my own deal, negotiated my, at the time, boyfriend's deal. So I was- 24 at 24 years old? At 24. Wow, And this this was funny. So this was- You're a baby at 24, huh? Honey, I'm still a baby now. In my (laughs) mind. In my mind. Yeah, you're 22. Uh, Yeah, I go backwards. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, But- um, what was really cool is I started at a time where the market was crazy. So I literally had to crawl up the hedges of the first place that I purchased, peered in the window to see if everything was intact, wrote an offer, and thankfully got the property because the agent said, another offer just came in, but I'm going to give you the property. Oh, nice. So um, it was just like a quick hustle. So it was a quick learning curve and with business and to be an entrepreneur, to be a 1099 person, you really need to roll with changes. You need to adapt. You need to learn, and you need to do it quickly. Were you just twenty four seven real estate when you first started, or were you like some people that had a side business or a side hustle? I was always real estate. Good, always Good. real estate. What was it like back then when you started? So it was back very then, different. as in like a you know a few years ago. Oh, you know, with the with the horse and buggy. <laughs> no, not like that. The intranet, as my dad calls it, he calls it. There was um, no fax machines. Yeah, there was no. There were fax machines. Now there are no fax machines. Uh, he calls my dad calls Bluetooth Bluetooth. I mean that that's how he's he's a little back there. He we just got him a cell phone like a few years ago. But uh, but I was I'm more talking about office culture, the business. Yeah. So where I've seen the shift is teams and sure. new development. So being in Los Angeles, if I were to do it all over again, I would have started with new development mm. and I would have worked for a big team. Why is why new development? Uh, because you're meeting buyers that are coming in, you're establishing those that clientele. So when they're looking to sell, you have a built-in call sheet. Right. You have built-in prospects. Right. So um, that 100% I would have done. But at that time, and still in LA, new development isn't really a thing. Mm. And big teams are just, I mean, teams are coming out right now. So that's what I would have done. And at the time, we were just all in it for ourselves, independent, and, you know, your brand is what people are drawn to. Right. You uh, are what people are drawn to. Uh, speaking of you, speaking of you and why people are drawn to you, t- tell me about the first, one of the first big clients that you met at, was it your first open house or yes. your, one of your first open houses? So I'm a big one for energy. I'm a big one, you know, we, we all... 
have things that kind of are magnets in yep. our lives. Sure. And um, with me, it happens to be sports. So with my very first open house, my very first client, I got the uh, former coach of the Chicago Bulls, Mr. Tim Floyd, Tim Floyd. and his beautiful, beautiful wife. Um, what was he like when you first met him? Oh, he was the sweetest. I mean, Southern accent, very calm. I'm like, this is fantastic. And I remember being in the um, being in the conference room, signing the paperwork for the contract, uh-huh. and I was going over every page with Tim's wife, Beverly. Uh-huh. And she, you know, she was also Southern, and she goes, Naomi. We've done this about 18 times, so we know what we need to do. It was so sweet because she, you could tell that they knew I was fresh, uh, and uh, and it was great. And I've always loved to negotiate. What uh, what were they like? Did you have to show them many homes? What were the what was the process like with them working with them? I mean, they're uh, very they're pretty high profile, so I would assume that there was yeah. some sort of. Um, you know, I really, it's it's about knowing the inventory in yeah. any business, right? Sure. So if you know, if you can hear what your client needs and then you can show them what they want, then the search can sometimes be minimized. So that's what I did. They wanted Santa Monica. Their daughter was in Santa Monica at the time. It's a very short parameter that you can show them. And Santa Monica is like your backyard. It's my backyard. Yeah. I've I'm been basically back and forth there yeah. since I was five. Yeah. And uh, so I know any streets. If any of you guys get lost out there, just give me a text. I'll let you know where I to go. I was just out Although there. Although there's Google Maps oh, these man. days. There's Google Maps <laughs> out there, yeah, back then. No. So Tim, Tim was in walking around open houses with you, talking about basketball, college basketball, and NBA the whole time. We were talking a little bit about it because I'm from a very big sports town. So Cal State Bakersfield has a huge basketball team. And uh, one year they went 33-0. and So, I mean, we we definitely have our city is on the map. And uh, it was great. He needed – he was working at USC at the time. He was moving there and, um, you know, needed to share what the commute is like. So it's really just about knowing your inventory and just being very big picture with your clients. They have enough to think about. What kind of recommendations do you have for those? people that work with high-profile clients, celebrity clients? Uh, you know, they're just like us, and sure. when you're around them so much, uh, you just kind of get desensitized to it. Sure. And so at the end of the day, you just want, you see them as your client, and you want them to succeed mm-hmm. in what they're doing. In this case, it's a real estate portfolio. So whether it's uh, you know a celebrity or an athlete or an attorney, I want to make sure that Number one, they like the property. It hits their criteria. And number two, I look at it in five years to see if I'm going to be able to sell it should they choose to move. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure it's a good investment sure. on all levels. Yeah, well, I like what you just said. You know, you're immersed in the L.A. culture, the sports, the athletes, the celebrities, and you are that. You are you are basically part of L.A. The fabric of L.A. Sure. and West Coast is being in that scene and knowing, uh, knowing the personalities and yes. how to deal with them. Yes, it's funny. I was, and that that's so true. I was doing an open house in Santa Monica, and my brother happened to be at the open house as well. And a guy came in, and I said, "You look so familiar. What firm are you? What real estate sure. firm are you with?" And he was like, "I'm not a real estate agent." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay." And I just thought maybe you know he looked so familiar. And my brother goes, "Neil." The guy is an actor on Scrubs. Like, really? You asked him if he's a real estate (laughs) agent and he's an actor. So you just, you know, you think that you knew someone in high school, but they're an actor. So it just kind of all blends in and Uh it's quite funny. (laughs) 
You are. I mean, you have a lot of New York in you, but you have. You know, you 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 are you are definitely a representation of your environment and your clients. Um, It's the same thing. I I think Compass. There was a Compass broker that also represented uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. I mean, I I think the concept is the same, right? You can't be fanboys. No, uh, you can't. Of the clients that 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 you work for. Yeah, I'm a I'm a or fangirls. Yeah, it's okay. There's both. <laughs> I'm a fangirl of real estate, and yeah. so when I have a client, they're really they're normal people, right? And so their job is a celebrity. Their platform. budgets may not be normal. Their budgets are not normal. <laughs> Sometimes the requests are not normal. But uh, you know, if you have a Lamborghini, you can't have a driveway with a low grade, or you're really gonna mess uh, the car up and not even be able to bring the car into the garage. So you know, or McLaren. That's that's a big deal. Whoa. So yes, yes right. that's okay. not so normal. Right. But um, yeah, and then one of my clients, not Mar, but another, you know, six eight football player 300 pounds and we walk in and I show him the bathroom and he gets into the shower and he goes uh Naomi this is not gonna work because he can't move in the shower and then you have to make sure the landing under a staircase I mean you're tall so you yeah, get it I get it um uh, six eight and just you know you've gotta fit in the house what are some interesting requests that you've gotten from one of your celebrity clientele with an unusual budget an interesting or any request. Un- un- unusual requests. Uh, you know, the biggest thing is when they're traded and they need to find a house immediately. Yeah, so they're literally thirty six thousand feet in the air, and when they land, they want a place. Yeah, and it's it's you know, all right, let's take a breath. I know you hate hotels because you're always in them, but just you know, hotel it for another three days. We'll find you a place. So it's really the speed in which to find a property. And those three days are some intense three days. Yeah, they have to focus on work, right? They can't be worrying about a roof over their head. That's my job. So, yeah, that would be, that would be the, you know, the making for TV moment to moment. absolutely. Get it together quickly. Okay, great. Uh, Just to uh, kind of switch gears here. So not only are you just a real, real estate broker, but you're also a business coach. And you have a coaching program. Tell us about that. Thank you for asking. I love it. So from being in the business for 16 years and having quite a sales history, I'm seeing that there is a disconnect between agents that are newer. So four years and under, um, entrepreneurs as well that are starting a business, especially women, there seems to be a disconnect when and how they can place value on what they're giving the client. Or they are... You know, they're ready to do all of these things, but they don't know where to start as far as doing the research is doing, you know, there's a lot of backstory before you go out and sell a place. You need to know in LA, what area is number 15? That's Pacific Palisades. What area is number six? That's Brentwood. What area is number 14? That's Santa Monica. What zip codes are in Santa Monica? 90401 through five, South Santa Monica, north of Wilshire, knowing the values. So it's really just uh, a, a really accelerated course on not only knowing your inventory, knowing your business, knowing your why, knowing how to charge, being comfortable with money, talking about it. And a lot of women, they feel that they are selling. Mm. And so the biggest takeaway I think with the program is when they're done after six weeks, and they usually find it by week three, they understand what value they add and that they are being a resource for their clients. So they aren't selling anything. They're just educating their clients. So we really uncover that. We go through a whole branding 
um, a whole branding exercise. And, you know, I'm like a soccer coach. I've played sports my whole life. So I people, I'm going to assume, know how to shoot the ball. They know how to dribble. I'm saying stop passing it all the time. Shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. Sure. You're going to score. You might miss a few times, but eventually, being consistent, you're going to start scoring. So that's what I want to see them succeed in in business. Is your course specifically or primarily aimed towards Compass agents or is it okay yes I mean it can be any agent really I just I love compass I love what Robert and Ori created Robert was the one that that recruited me and uh you know when it was a total of maybe 200 agents at compass and now there are 17,000 so I am team compass all the way and anything to help increase production I'm all for speaking of compass and, and Robert when you joined Urban Compass. What, what? Who reached out to you first? What was the conversation like? And when you when you moved, were about to move from your previous brokerage. What was that conversation like? So great question. Uh, a friend of mine in LA. We worked at another brokerage together. He asked. I was by coastal at the time. I was Ari. with Ari. Oh yeah. Hi Ari. Hey Ari. Uh, and guy. he goes, you know, Naomi, are you in New York? I said yes. He goes, have you heard of a company called Urban Compass? And I said, no, that's a horrible name, <laughs> but you know, tell me about it. And so he's like, they're really big in the Hamptons. And Had they're he very joined high by end. Time? He was speaking with with, um, uh, with Rory. Okay, but he hasn't. He, but he didn't start. He may have. That's okay. Or he was transitioning. He may have. All right. He may have. Uh, and so he goes, you have to check out the office. So I went to the office on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, there you go. And I see all these kids, and they look like, you know, Ivy Leaguers at computers. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, this does not happen in L.A. Like, you saw the you're lucky to put up. on closed-toed shoes if you're, you know, an, a real estate agent in L.A. Uh, and I thought, okay, this is where I need to go. And the brokerage I was formerly with, they're amazing. And they were like a family and compass. You know, I always say the marketing is what took me to compass and really being there for the agent, being an advocate for the agent. So it was kind of my old brokerage 2.0. Okay. What what were some things that maybe held you back and not wanting to move? And what was it? Was there a tipping point at the point where you decided, okay, now I'm going to move? You know, the universe works. Welcome to You're a little energy, Cali, Cali information, <laughs> Cali juju right now. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was at a, um, plateau at the brokerage that I was currently with and I wanted more. I wanted more. And so I, what did you want more? I wanted more marketing. I wanted more marketing dollars. I just, I had this vision. And, uh, and so when I met with Robert, that was something that he completely discussed, understood, engaged, and that was my tipping point. So it was kind of already being manifested. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, all you California people get me. And, (laughs) and then it just, it just happened. And Robert's so passionate. He's so smart. He comes from a wonderful background. And, and so does the whole team. I mean, I met with Rory as well and, uh, Rob Lehman. So yeah. And Matt Spangler, everyone's just, you know, the real OGs. Your old management at your previous company, did they try to restructure your deal? Did they try to keep you? Did they understand who Compass was? What were their reaction like? They didn't really understand Compass at the time because Compass was so new. Uh, Mm -hmm. and they definitely tried to restructure a little, but it just, Compass was just this giant with this incredible vision. And that's kind of how I operate. So, uh, when the ship is sailed, it sailed. 
It, it, yeah. I yeah. mean, I was, I had a ship to get on. So yeah. And it was, it was great. The other, the other brokerage was amazing. They really are like family and, uh, the manager there, oh, she just, everybody loves her. Good. And you guys, community. you guys, I'm sure still have a great relationship. Yes. Yes. Sure. I need to see her. <laughs> Good reminder. I'll go by. So uh, just to wrap up a few more points, well, you know what, you know, we're, we're kind of down to the last tail end here, but just going in a little deeper, you know, what really motivates you in this business or, or actually in life? You know, is it money? Is it power? Is it influence? What's your motivator? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, I mean, we're being honest here, right? And uh, sales program is all about getting comfortable with money and, and you're, you're moving a lot of money around. But in all seriousness, I have a little one and he's two, two and, yeah. um, you know, I'm a solo mama. So yeah, private school is not cheap and being able to just really provide for him. And I love what I do. I've always loved real estate. I believe in it. And it started when my grandparents came here from Europe. They came with nothing, no family, no language, no money. My grandfather understood real estate because that's what his family did before the war. And I believe in it. And I have a higher risk tolerance when it comes to real estate. And historically, real estate is the number one wealth mechanism. So it's something that I can stand behind. Warren Buffett can stand behind it. You know, all the big names, no matter what you do, real estate is a great equalizer and creating a real estate portfolio is, is the ultimate objective. Great. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, Do you have anything that you want to say to wrap up to the audience? I mean, I just want to say that your social is amazing and I want everyone to listen to Talk's podcast and (laughs) and watch them on TV, but it is. And and that's what's so great about Compass. I feel that we always are, you know, really spotlighting everybody, collaborating, and uh, it's a very good culture here. Great, great. Well, thank you, Naomi. Uh, Her Instagram one more time is Sundays in the City. One word, obviously. Sundays in the City with an underscore at the end. Please give her a follow, and you will see her there. Thank you, Naomi. I appreciate it. Speak to you all soon.